Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Yo, 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 how's it going, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Nerdificent. I am one half of yo host, Ify Wadiway, and sitting across from me, as always, is... Danny Fernandez. Hey, hey, how you doing, Danny? I'm good. I'm good. Mm, yo, are you good? <laughs> you, you, you Do see- you see my shirt? You see my Baby Yoda shirt? Yeah, yeah you're already Ooh. already locking in on the Baby Yoda merch. Well, you have to tell people what it says. It says, protect, attack, snack yes and he has the frog. yeah uh, our buddy rocom also has uh baby yoda pins now he has one Ooh. with baby yoda with the frog and snack in his mouth and then he has the of course boba fett where he's a boba like contained her did i tell you about my etsy thing how like i tried to order it and i don't even think that it existed i don't <laughs> think that doll existed like that was the only place you could get him so i tried to order one on etsy back on december 14th yeah. And I never got it. And the person was like, oh, I sent my brother. I thought he sent it. I'm like, no, how could you break my... He was like, oh, do you just want a refund? I was like, no, I would like I would like the baby Yoda. Thank you. I would like the child. <laughs> and he was like, oh. Um... And then I knew. I was like, you didn't even... Ha- oh. Probably made one. They're actually really hard to make. Uh, Tino. Maybe I, I, maybe I literally told this story last week. I can't remember. I have lost track of time. We are both, we are both in a daze, <laughs> writing twenty four seven. Ify, we are joined today by one of our good friends. He's the yes. author of Why We Love Star Wars. It's Ken Napsok. Hey, I am hey. so thrilled to be here with you both, but also jealous of that shirt of the uh, child. I ha- this shirt. is. I have another child shirt. Yeah, too. I'll, I'll, I could, it could fit over my head. That's about it, but I'll wear it. I'll wear it. Well, did you see I cut the arms out? Cause I also could not fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll do that. My, but you love Star Wars so much. You wrote an entire book about it. I did. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lifelong existence and uh, had the chance uh, to, to write about it. Thanks to Mango Publishing and, and uh, put uh, my heart and soul in it, which is to me how I approach Star Wars. Heart and soul oh, first. Nice. 
mind and analytical stuff later. Yeah. yeah heart and stuff. Heart first. Yeah. You and all of our friends that are super Star Wars heads are always like very, you're like who I think a Jedi would be be like you're just very sweet and you listen to everyone's opinions and like i feel like that is probably how we should all remember star wars it'd be (laughs) nice you and emma five ace cabrera even mark ellis like those people they just like really love something so they just you know they can have critical conversations about it but still have respect, I guess. That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, we, me, Joseph Scrimshaw, and Jennifer Landa have been doing Force Center for five years under that kind of approach. Yeah. N- nothing about Star Wars is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be the way you want it. Celebrate what you love, engage with the story presented, and just also remember it's a silly space story, but not that doesn't also mean it doesn't mean the world to you. Yeah. And and you can move around the galaxy as, as you want and have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Otherwise, why would I be here? Why would I write a book if I'm like, ah, nah, nah, every second of the day? <laughs> if that's how people feel when I make fun of Goku. Yeah. They get yeah. so triggered by it. Well, you know. I'm like, he's tattooed on my body. I can make fun of him if I want. He died for our sins. You know? <laughs> no. So, wow. You know, you got to put wow, a little so respect. Wow, so did Luke, to, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Luke is Jesus. Yeah. 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 See? You that, got it. That yeah. makes Yoda... Holy Spirit? Yeah. yeah. That's, what that's what I was about to say. I'm like, yeah, who look. is Yoda then? Ooh, Who's Judas? There. Yeah. Judas would be... It's not Darth. Oh, I guess... Oh, yeah. Who 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 turns? No one really turns. Yeah, yeah. There's only who one Who betrays turn. him? We need that. Yeah. It's a good Star Wars story. See? A Jedi. I mean, there's been Jedi that have turned, but like, in the big screen. I want this now. Mm. Get right. We normally start our podcast with what we're geeking out about. Yeah, yeah. We normally do. I think we'll let our guests go first. I was going to go and I was like, no, that's rude. We should let our guests go first. What are you geeking out about, Ken? Well, uh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to sound really old. The gray in my beard showing up. Lately, you mentioned his name. Uh, he's kind of a big jerk. Mark Ellis oh. threatened me, challenged wow. me. Challenged me is the word, but I used threatened that I could not go do comedy with him until I completed watching the History of the Eagles documentary. Oh wow! That's was what that the a torture? Heck? Why? And I'm not like a huge Eagles fan, but I'm 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 a rock fan, an old rock DJ, and I was like, yeah, I've always been. And he's like, you must. So I started watching it, and even though I don't love this band, and 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 you know, I just it's four hours of drama. It's yeah. four hours of Twitter drama in the history of a band, and that just I love watching music documentaries. So the next night I was watching Echo in the Canyon, the mm-hmm. Jacob Dylan Laurel Canyon music scene. I watched another Lennon Yoko Ono one, and it's just. I'm right now, some, it's been a few years, but I am in a music doc. And I don't even have to love the band or be invested. At the end of it, you're invested. Yeah, are you going to make it to Fleetwood Mac? You know, I mean, that's, I think, where all of it starts. Yeah. Everyone's screwing everyone in the studio, and they're writing songs about (laughs) it. Mick Fleetwood with his tongue out, drumming. Yeah. I bring this up a ton, but um, Duff McKagan's uh, autobiography, there we go, on Audible is actually really Good good. Mm-hmm. Worth it. If you have an Audible credit, worth it. Because um, he talks about, you know, them. It's also wild that they just like Craigslist didn't exist back then. But I think they were looking for a drum. Like they were looking. He was he's a bassist, but they were looking to put this band together like on um, the classifieds or something. Yeah. And they like they they, they like yeah. got together at a uh, Cantor's. Yes. Wow. Um, mm hmm. 
and they had their girlfriends there and they had no money and they like barely knew how to play. And I'm like, wow, I can't imagine just moving to Hollywood and barely knowing how to play and oh, yeah. just kind of like figuring it out and then being one of the biggest bands of all time. It's yeah. crazy. I love, so, but I love stories like that and that's why I love those docs. I love passing that that deli on Laurel Canyon and that's where like Mick Fleetwood was looking for a guitarist and someone's like, hey, do you know who Lindsey Buckingham is? Like, I love that we live in that right. city where you can find that little little pockets also they just did not have much like they had nothing to eat it's just crazy listening yeah. to it it'd be like they would have like one sandwich to have like throughout <laughs> the whole sure. day i'm like how are your blood sugar not crashing just doing coke and like i don't know <laughs> smash cut to our uh our where we started episode when danny was talking about eating sugar sandwiches while working at the ice house is that what i said <laughs> no no I, I i forgot what you had some struggle meal yeah struggle it was, it was meal, like yeah. tuna in a can i would like section it off i would eat half in the morning and half at Oof. like i was poor can we open up a business called struggle meal yeah, yeah. <laughs> struggle just meal. serve that's the menu oh, yeah i'll hook it up i'll you know I'll, look you'll get a hot link with uh with <laughs> wow. a piece of bread look that's still a classic yeah. I'll, I'll hit that hot up on a regular day i'll do tina's burritos 25 Oof. cent oh yeah heartburn oh, no. section or those excellent tamales <laughs> <laughs> where you like oh this there's nothing mexican about this <laughs> but i'm about to it's put like it in my body not even food yeah, there was this one guy, uh, Bit King, uh, shout out to you in my Discord, who said that he had a 33 cent, an 89 cent, and a like a dollar 10 burrito in the Discord. And, and everyone was like, Where'd you get it from? He was like, I don't know, some gas station. <laughs> and people were like, Oh no, your butt. <laughs> oh my gosh. But he reported to us uh this morning, he was like, My butt is fine. <laughs> From the it's like, all right, well, I'm, a, I'm alive. Yeah. We were all scared. Uh the thing that I'm geeking out about is something that you can tune into tonight, uh, which is E-League's Super Punch, uh, presented by Twitch, that I'm the host of on Monday through Thursdays, live on Twitch every night. Uh, and then on Friday nights, we take it to TBS, where mm-hmm. host JD, Kelly Nugent, and Alex Correa uh, hold it down, and I'll be popping my head in and bugging them throughout. It's going to be a good time. Um, hopefully, by the time this is uh, out, my hard work has paid off, and you've already laughed on Monday's show, and you're coming back to Tuesday's show <laughs> excited. Uh, or if not, uh, Twitch HQ may be on fire. Uh, either way, <laughs> tune in. Uh, it's live on Twitch. It'll definitely be on the front page. That'll be... Um, Pacific time from 8 till uh, 1030 Pacific time, which means Eastern time is uh, later than that. <laughs> nice. Doing yeah. math. That's how the sun works. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Right? I was like, I can add three to all of these or just say later than that. And that's what I went with. What about you, Danny? What are you geeking out about? I am geeking out about The Outsider which is on HBO. It's a new show. I think it's about four weeks in now. And so glad that I saw people on Twitter talking about it or else I would not have actually checked it out. Um, So it's based on a Stephen King novel. Uh, Actually, Jason Bateman is in it and he directed, I think, multiple episodes or at least the first episode. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn is in it. It's really creepy. It's like a murder happens or people keep getting murdered and they can't quite figure out who is doing it because the people that are doing it um, have like alibis. It was like, how could they, they were on the other side of the country. How could they have murdered it? So it's like, maybe someone's impersonating them really wild and super creepy thriller, like just really well done. 
definitely check it out. I kind of fell it. I literally sat there and watched three hours worth of it when I was getting when I was catching up. So that's how good it is that I sat there. Ooh. Do you ever what? I'm hearing it because I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing video games and my girlfriend is hooked on the show. <laughs> it's checking out i turn around every now and then so is it because it sounds great like fantasy action or is it scary look you can survive it if okay. See, don't look at look says. the wikipedia says horror don't look at it wait are you it's like me thriller. oh yeah are you scared of oh, anything oh yeah I it's, hate a, it's stuff. a thriller it definitely is spooky enough like it catches okay. me for me a horror head mm -hmm. like it gives me like that extra little bit of like the boogeyman in the bedroom like it just has a, a pinch of that that's good but it's very it's like mm. a procedural like it's you know they're tracking down this case yeah. so it's very true detective-ish which is fascinating because it's on the same channel hmm. very true detective I'm like gonna... where children are being murdered if you're into that <laughs> well now i'm definitely gonna turn around you'll be into you'll game. be into this anyways it's it's great it's great riveting 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 um today we are talking about a character again we're breaking down star wars into little bits as we go so that we can actually digest little digestible bits yeah, yeah little digestible tasty bits so we're not regurgitating things you've read over and over researched over and over we're just uh talking about some interesting things that people don't talk about often and characters and etc yeah. but today we're talking about lando <laughs> yeah today we are talking about lando calrissian yeah, yeah. lando calrissian uh the coolest mofo in the galaxy in my humble opinion like everyone you know growing up like we're like han he's cool I'm like now lando was cool because he sold colt 45 lando uh he's super smooth yeah he is epitome of fashion he set the trends capes had existed before but then he shows up and it just becomes a thing yeah. like now even in pop like star wars and capes vader had one but lando come, comes in but but he also you know Billy D just brings Billy Dennis to everything he does. Yeah, they uh, actually updated his uh, outfit just a tad mm -hmm. in the last film. Yeah, um, and he's now in Star Tours. Super excited about that. Is I don't he? know if you. Yes, I, have not had, I haven't been to. Yes, Galaxy's I'm Jet sorry. Yet. This is not yeah. a spoiler. Okay. Because it's already out. But yeah, oh, wow. I got him. I went to uh, I went to Disneyland and uh, he popped up. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. That's awesome. That's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think it's going to take just a little, little searching. But so I saw Star Wars late in life, you know, so yeah, I, okay. I probably like I was an adult, but someone um, on my old improv team, Cherry Spitz, I was live tweeting it. This was early live tweeting too. Well, this, yeah, was yeah. The, this was before it was in vogue, but I was live tweeting my first viewing. And so I think I can find like my very first thoughts <laughs> when I first saw Lando. I I like just ran into it like when I was looking for my old live journal and I still can't find it. I think they deleted it. It was it, it's probably for good reason, but I wanted I, there was a show where like I was going through my old blog post when I was right. young and um oh this site is bad uh, <laughs> i love when you go back to your live journal pasts yeah that's always fun well i wanted to talk about his appearance in empire Strikes oh that's Back. yeah that's yeah. good yeah do that <laughs> that's when we first saw him yeah, yeah. 
So in writing The Empire Strikes Back, Lucas initially considered that Lando Calrissian was a clone from a planet of clones, which caused the Clone Wars mentioned in A New Hope. An earlier trailer for the film introduced him as Lando Calrissian. So I guess they just didn't go with that. Yeah. The, the idea that George had a set plan for his original trilogy is one of the most fun myths in Star right. Wars that is often lobbed at the sequel trilogy. Uh, where's the plan? Where's the plan? George didn't care of his own plans. It just, it, it, and I think as that, that's how writing and creativity should go, right? I mean, sketch it out in pencil, but to see where it takes you. See where your ideas take you. So, yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about that when they were working on the the last episode we just covered was fashion. And it was so fascinating because they were like, we didn't even know if this would air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they didn't even know if it was going to be a movie yeah. when they were done with it. So the fact that it ended up being what it is, is kind of just, yeah. I don't want to say out of luck because that sounds like it, but it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things in the, if it had come maybe 10 years later, 10 years before, who knows it's like when you're eating a sugar sandwich and you don't know <laughs> no. what your future's going to be. Yeah. You just got to take that shot. So I, I found it and I yeah. will uh, I, I'll read the the whole blog post in the Swift. And this is Empire Strikes Back for the first time. Yeah, uh, yeah this is by my buddy uh, James Stebick on January 18th, 2010. So over a, over a decade mm. ago. I don't know how many of you know my friend associate Ify Shikude, Ify Wadiwe. He is a member of my comedy group and a hugely funny guy. Recently, he admitted to the team he has never, ever seen the original Star Wars trilogy. I sprung into action and got him Empire Strikes Back for Christmas. I know, it seems blasphemous for me to start him on Episode 5 rather than New Hope, but I really wanted him to start on the one, if not what I feel to be the best Star Wars of the original trilogy. Plus, lest we forget, every single Star Wars movie opens with all the pertinent information, the audience needs to know if he is a good friend despite the fact that we are utter opposites in many ways for example i abhor twitter and other trendy internet fads while if he tweets posts more to facebook than anyone else i know i stand by my stance that no one on this planet is interesting enough to warrant a constant internet feed of their every unyielding thought but every so often twitter offers a unique window into people's minds while they are at their most honest the following are if tweets upon watching empire for the first time and it's oh lando i don't trust you and then Damn you, Lando. <laughs> wow, that's it? Yeah, well, then there's also, don't tell them anything, Solo. R2, your loud-ass alerted Boba Fett. Can someone put three t- uh, C-3PO on mute? Holy crap. Oh, S. His arm got cut off. What happened to Luke's father? No, no, not true. That's impossible. No, no. I think I was leaning into that last one. It's pretty common knowledge that... That yeah. Vader, that Vader is Luke's father, um, but yeah. So that's a that's a that's a brave choice to start you there, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah he worked out. Yeah, he, he, he was he was firm on his belief that mm-hmm. that's the better one. <laughs> that I, I like too that you start with don't trust him because that is kind of this big thing. And Billy D actually talked about it at Star Wars Celebration about the idea of you know don't trust Lando, but really he's like I'm surviving. Yeah, and that's to me what I love about Lando as a character. Yeah, because he is he is surviving in this galaxy. He doesn't. He's like, why should I trust Han? Yeah, exactly. And I got to do for me and mine. And what we were talking about on the planets episode is like this: his his like mm-hmm. whole ship is manufacturing like yeah. weapons. So, I mean, not only 
is his like life at risk, but also the his economy. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he was to break up that relationship with the Empire, then he then his that's not only his life he's ruining. He's ruining the life of the whole planet. He's got a lot of responsibilities yeah. on his shoulder, and his old buddy shows up. Hey, man, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And look what you've done. <laughs> you brought this to my doorstep. Yeah. A-hole, and you stole my ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when asked what made Lando so popular originally, Billy D. Williams responded, I think he's an interesting, fun, swashbuckling individual with a lot of charm. He's like the old-fashioned swashbuckling characters in the old films, Errol Flynn, and he's my personality. But <laughs> but apparently that didn't stop fans from lashing out at Lando for betraying Han. He said, quote, they don't cuss me out anymore for betraying Han. That's over now. I don't have little 10-year-old boys threatening my life. Wow, that's the real life internet. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah, right? the internet in real life, though. And when I do these conventions, I run into people who were little kids when they first saw it, and they're bringing their kids. That is really sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never directly thought of it in that way. Of like, yeah, he is. You know, Lucas was writing this serial adventure, 1930s type of movie with with New Hope, but Empire comes along, and now we actually get kind of the debonair. Little wispy mustache, like uh, like uh, you know Douglas Fairbanks back in the day. That's yeah. that's 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 actually a real fascinating take from Billy D. As as he would know. And and one of the things that why Star Wars worked so well back then is like, you know, Princess Leia is Carrie Fisher, and and, yeah. and and it is it's almost like pro wrestling where you find the character that's just yourself amplified. And yeah, that's the strength. Is Billy D. Is Billy D. Yeah, but he is a good actor, so it, it translates so well on on the screen. Here's a cool bit I want to talk about. So the introduction of black men and women as leaders of their own story cemented black exploitation's popularity. And despite the genre's harmful themes such as physical and sexual abuse, hypersexuality, linking blackness and inner city life to crime and drug use and hypermasculinity, the genre, which created legendary films like Shaft, Coffee, Cleopatra Jones and Superfly, provided black actors and black audiences a way to create and consume stories starring black characters that would gain mainstream appeal. Several big names and entertainment participated in the genre's development, like Sidney Portier, who starred in two sequels, In the Heat of the Night, that would serve as a precursor to black exploitation. They call me Mr. Uh, Mr. Tibbs and the organization. And, uh, th- you know, this is also, if, you, if you're interested in this lane at all, uh, Dolomite is My Name kind of tackles so that, good. too. Because it is like, this was a time where, yeah, you didn't have, you know, that much representation. I mean, if you think we have it bad now, it was even worse then. And and this and yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool that like so now by 1917, Billy D. Williams was already a Hollywood Wait, star. 1972. What did I say? 1917. You know, 1917, <laughs> back before the pictures. You know, when it was silent. But yeah, by 1972, Billy D. Williams was already a Hollywood star and a chief arbiter of cool for his roles in Brian Song and Lady Sings the Blues, and it kind of cemented him as a huge talent. And uh, but he also starred in like black exploitation films like The Final come down hit and the take and even then Williams still played like a compassionate hero looking for justice and so like to step out of that and to be in like a movie like Star Wars is such a big move because uh, I think we talked about this I actually this might have been a, a subject I talked about on who shot you I talk about movies too much uh, but like the idea of a quote unquote black film 
and like mm-hmm. you and, and like for the longest uh you know people say oh that's a black film they don't have to see it and the reason this actually came up was for a film called tales from the hood which like even the name might suggest that it's something different but like it's actually a poignant uh anthology horror that actually deals with stuff still prevalent today it was uh police brutality it was, you know, racist politicians because uh, Tales from the Hood came out like a year after Jeff Sessions almost became president. Uh, if you and if you don't remember that, and then also just uh, uh, black drug use, uh, it, it, it was just all these things that affect and gang violence. And at the end, it, uh, so, but it's we were kind of blown away because as a kid it always was a horror movie, and then like looking at it as an adult and being able to take in those themes, it it blew me away that not more people saw it because it would be like a Jordan Peele esque level movie, but because it was kind of categorized that way. And to take it back to the point I was trying to make is to step out of that lane and to do something that's, you know, quote unquote mass appealing like star Wars is a huge step for a black actor. I mean, you go back and look at new hope Mm -hmm. you look at the briefing room scene and you're like, that's a, that's a sea of white. Um, and it, you know, growing up, I just you, you know, fortunately, yeah. you don't think of it. Oh, and yeah. Now we do, and now now, which is good. But yeah, so so just on that surface level, having ability there. But I I like what you said about uh, it was he wasn't just there. Yeah, he had this power. He had this agency. He had mm-hmm. he had things. Yeah, it, it, it's he was like certainly a, very powerful. He was a a scene stealer. Oh yeah, like literally. I grew up. My mother, uh, my mother and father, still married, forty six years, just celebrated with a very conservative family. Very, but but I grew up. My mother <laughs> had a thing for Lando, mm-hmm. so I grew up with the image of she was like, oh, that's a that's a pretty man. She was telling me. <laughs> I'd hear in the background while I'm watching the V, yeah. I'm rewinding the VHS yeah. tape again. I want to watch the Snow Walkers. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, get to get to the Cloud City scene. <laughs> it's like funny that he in this world in this galaxy is a smuggler, not a male model. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. Um, well, let's talk about like Lando. Who, for people that don't know him, we've kind of like glossed over that. But like, what exactly? So he is a smuggler, um, but he does. He has a lot of traits. He's a, a, a jack of all trades. He's a gambler, uh, card player. Uh, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about where he comes from and what he does? Sure. Born on the planet Socorro uh, that never really factors in. It almost got mentioned in Rise of Skywalker. But um, he does. He, what I love about Lando, the character, is is he does transition from his youth, gambling, criminal underworld. Uh, but he also he kind of he's not he's not what I would call a criminal in right. Star Wars. That you see in the movie Solo, Han Solo wants part of that. Lando's kind of above that. He does things about that, but he's always been a businessman. He's always been about himself because he has to be about himself. I think he looks around the galaxy and goes, no one else is going to help me. I got to help myself. He's definitely, he's not just a ladies man. He's a, a aliens man. He is a whatever, you know, <laughs> Star Wars alien. He's all around there. Droid, maybe, possibly. We don't yeah, know what he and L3 did. that's true. So... Uh, that's definitely part of his character. He uses it to his advantage. There's some great stuff in the Lando comic, a five-issue run, came out a couple years ago, uh, where he is getting, uh, getting, using his uh, sex appeal to get his way with some imperial officers to, 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 to get himself some space. So he's always adjusting. He's always on the fly. 
but it is it comes with heart. And I think that's what leads to its transition towards the end. There's a great uh, little uh, one-off story in a, an anthology series called From a Certain Point of View, where he's kind of watching the news, so to speak, about the, blow, the destruction of the Death Star, and he sees the Falcon. And he's like, there's only one person that could fly like that, mm-hmm. not just the ship, but like that. And he's like, what would make Han do something so outside of himself? And it awakens something in him, too, that eventually comes into play. So I like, like that Lando's always evolving. And then even in Rise of Skywalker, part of the themes of that movie are not being held to any category you think you're in or your past. that um, You can make the choices to go forward and you still have... You're still viable to the story. Now, where, where do we meet Lando? He's kind of given up. He's kind of become a hermit. And he's like, I'm too old. My flying days are done. And his part of his journey is like, no, you still have this great value. And so he comes to that realization there. And I love that Lando's always kind of changing, but by still being Lando all the way through. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty powerful. Do we know anything about his family? We don't know much. We do know... Uh, there's a book called Last Shot by uh, Daniel Jose Older. It's very good. Uh, it deals with Han and Lando kind of in three different parts of their lives, young, middle, and and towards a little bit after uh, Force Awakens era, uh, or, or before Force Awakens, excuse me. Um, and he does finally settle down, and he finds, uh, I think it's a Twi'lek character. Oh. But I don't know if that's his final Everybody's into them. Yeah. Right? Everybody's into them. <laughs> thank, wow. Thank you. Be, I, thank you to Ula in Return of yeah. the Jedi. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was going to say, even in, uh, in The Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, Natalia Tennis character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> God, that's who I female need to be. Twi- female Twilight characters have become that for Star Wars fans, but it's interesting. Then you got on the male side, Bib Fortuna. Not as appealing to a lot right. of people, um, but he's there. We've made fun of, we did an entire episode with Joseph Scrimshaw yeah. on Yoda, and it was really funny because I was like, Yoda, cute. Yaddle, no. No, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> and, and we'll see what the child grows up. We don't have, we haven't seen no, adolescent child. No, he's not going to grow up. Yeah. We'll be, we'll all be dead by then. Um, <laughs> we have to take a really quick break, then we're going to hop back into more Lando right after this. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. everybody and welcome back to Nerdificent. We're talking solo, Danny's sitting across from me, and our no, guest... No, we're not. We're talking Lando. Oh my gosh, I meant Lando. <laughs> we're talking Lando. <laughs> Danny's sitting across from me, and... Well, uh, it's because we're going to talk about solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're talking solo, but we're talking about Lando. Yeah. And our guest is Ken Knapsack. Yeah, so do you remember when... Do y'all remember when Donald Glover was announced? I do. Was there something that launched that before... Like there were speculate, like uh, yeah, there was like early speculation of Donald before it was confirmed. Yeah, and I forget what set that off. I, I'm trying to think too. It might. I, I think he was kind of known as a fan of it in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah, his work on Community. I'm trying to think of even. A, yeah, did he oh, even yeah, like community. on Community? Did he cosplay as him in an episode oh, or did something? He? I don't know. You know, it just it just seemed. When rumors of a young Han Solo movie came about, it was like, well, great, right? Donald Glover's going to play Lando, right? And yeah, right. And it just kind of the. It, the, the universe manifested. Yeah, the, the universe manifested it, and it was great news. It just seemed so perfect. How fascinating! There's an IGN YouTube video from 2016 when they start. Fil- when did the? It came out last. It, it came, no, out, it came out, out in 2018. Yeah. So. Well, this was why Donald Glover is a good pick for Lando Calrissian. So clearly, he was on people's minds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but if you do, you remember it was a pretty good response from everyone. Him being cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. People were happy because I think by the, it was one of that. It was that weird thing nerds do where like something they they like they leaked it. It was enough time for people to like get excited and be like, yeah, we think we think that's going to happen. And then they feel right when it's confirmed. <laughs> right. So they're like, yeah, yeah, him, him. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. our choice. Also, like, I think the thing with Lando is like, you know. Lando was like the the coolest character of the time, yeah. and like this was back when it was announced, Donald was on fire, mm-hmm. and he was like the coolest black actor at the time. So it was just like, was, yeah, this is the equivalent of Billy D in the seventies. Yeah, Let's go exactly. And again, it's going to come out. Even though he did a great job of channeling Billy D or a younger Billy D, he definitely brought his own sensibilities to it. And I think that's obviously what you need to do. It. I think Alden Ehrenreich did a great job as well. Uh, I'll fight on that hill for for a long time, but I, his performance is solo. But I think Donald Glover just brought that same energy where it's him, it's him, but it's yeah. his character, and so you're 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 invested in him as well. There's actually a picture of Glover fixing the cape of his Lando action figure when he was little. He said, "Quote: I had a doll that I slept with, the only black doll in the store that my mom bought for me, and my dad bought me Lando." Glover says, "Oh, that's great. There you go. That's very true. Yeah. It was probably the only one of the only black action figures that was available to kids at that time." Yeah, I mean, running down the list in the '80s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so refresh people about how him and Han become a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Too, right? <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, so uh, in, in Solo, they need a ship. They need the fastest ship in the galaxy. Kira's, uh, you know, we don't know if uh, how well she knows Lando. She makes some jokes. She seems to know him pretty well. Uh, and he's retired, so they meet at the uh, bar there. Uh, and, and the, uh, which I, I love, uh, Bradford Young shot that so beautifully. I, I, I think Solo's the best looking of the new Star Wars films to, to me, just in terms of, of 
a lived-in kind of world. Uh-huh. And so they meet there, and he's he's done. He's out, but Tobias Beckett is there, Woody Harrelson's character. And Tobias Beckett killed a, a bounty hunter or a sing that uh, landed with some problems with, so he's in. And that kind of starts the adventure. Uh, and that's where they kind of meet up, now in canon, as established. <laughs> Yeah, they had his outfit pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but uh, some slight tweaks to it. Donald actually said, as far as dressing as Lando, he said Lando's always the best dressed person mm-hmm. on that set. And I don't say that lightly. There's a lot of cool costumes and a lot of cool clothing. Lando's clothing, that's what I like. I was secretly super happy. I wonder if he, I'm sure he got to mm-hmm. keep a bunch of it. Oh. Uh, his clothing, His clothing is another slice of life. He takes pride in the clothing and makes things easier. When people see you and you're debonair, they tend to want to give you stuff easier. That is so true. Ify, do you notice that? When I, oh, I don't know if your girlfriend uh, can also deals with this, but if I go into Nordstrom's and I look like shit, nobody wants to talk to me. If I take 30 minutes to put on my makeup, all of a sudden I'm the richest person in that store. (laughs) So funny. It's the pretty woman. Oh, totally. Big mistake. Huge. Big. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Maybe that's the trick. If you want to just go shopping and be left alone, you got to go in and sweat. (laughs) No, somebody recognized me at the Burbank Mall and I looked like shit. (laughs) I think I tweeted, like, if you see me and, like, my face looks like ass and it's just, like, all red and whatnot and splotchy, just like, you know, let's pretend we don't see each other. Um, Anyways. I'm sure it was okay. I don't. I know. Even on my worst day, I'm like, (laughs) I I look awful. And it's fine. Um, I guess what, because uh, Billy D. Williams, so then, like we said, Billy D. Williams came back 36 years later. Yeah, roughly, right? Yeah. 36 years later. It all seems a blur, but yeah. Um, why do you think people have resonated with this character for decades on end? I think for a lot of different reasons, uh, some of the cultural reasons we've talked about and him being the you know the only black action figure in the 80s. Yeah, that's pretty powerful for a lot of people. But also someone like me, I, you know, I, that's I'm, I'm this white kid in the suburbs, but I loved Lando because he, he expanded the galaxy. And the second I think he's one of the most Yoda, the puppet, literally you decided Lucas going, let's base the second film around a puppet. We'll shoot it. We'll see how it goes. And then he brings in Billy D. Williams. And to, to continue the story, you have to expand the galaxy and it has to feel so real. And I thought the chemistry, him coming on here, I, I think the success of Empire has a lot to do with yeah. Billy D making it just work and changing what we think of sequels and new characters coming on. And, and it changes hard. You, you fall in love with the big three and now you got this guy and he made it work. So I think that that was part of it. And then, you know, when, when, when episode seven starts happening and the word – officially came out he wasn't going to be part of it mm. that that wasn't just a case of absence made the heart grow fonder absence just kind of really stirred up a lot of uh passion for the character and well why why would he not be there and i i, I don't know why in episode seven they could have they could have found a found a spot i do agree with ryan johnson going there were spots in my movie i could have inserted him but it would have been that it would have been this cameo right. oh gotcha yeah and i I know it was tough for him. He's such a Star Wars fan, Ryan Johnson. He's, he bleeds it. I, I'm one of the ones who was like, yeah, he could have been where Maz was. He could have been in, in the casino. But then what? Then what does he do? I want more than that. I want more than him turning and weakening at the camera. And I, I think, unfortunately, you, we had to wait. But the wait paid off because I really do love his contributions to Episode Nine. Yeah, it's so great. Mm. And now, like I said, he gets to live forever in Star Tours. <laughs> that's the best, best thing. Man. I know. That's where we all want to end up, right? We just yeah. want to live in Star Tours. That's 
Yeah, until you get older and you start getting nauseated easily. Or, uh, really? Ride. Oh, it's, it's the oh worst. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. I have to go sit in that. Uh, I can just do the Buzz Lightyear game Love over it. and over, but I can't do that. Astro Blasters. Astro Blasters. That's oh, the yeah. one. Uh, and one last thing about Star Tours is uh, I had a friend who was like, I know the perfect seat in uh, to, to always be picked as the Rebel mm-hmm. Spy. They're like, it's this seat, it's this seat. It's not. Yeah. The cast members choose it and in the back. Oh, the, they always you, seem to go yeah. to the right. Yeah, they, they typically because the, you because ha- it's the easier one to see, so it looks like it's always that uh-huh. one. Mm. But they typically, uh, if you will have like if you are mostly adults and will have a kid on another side, that's when you'll see it change. Because they typically try and make it a kid, but also remember it's a camera, so the bet the camera's still going to be oh, best yeah. for that section. But yeah, they pick in the back. They they told me because I was really complaining. I was like, "What is the seat to you know?" Because when you work there, you're like, "Yeah, what if is he the was seat? a cast member." And they're like, "They're like, oh, we pick it." And I was like, "Why don't?" Then it turned into like, "Why don't you ever pick me?" Then <laughs> they're like, "Because we have to pick kids." And I was like, "All right." Anyway, <laughs> back to to Lando. And yeah, uh, yeah. And this is a uh, this was this was Solo kind of uh, pushed the needle in a way because the dialogue in Solo suggested that Lando is sexually interested in men, women, and droids, including both Han and L three thirty seven. Which, if you don't remember, that was the thick droid. That droid was so thick. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you, you don't remember? No, I, I do. Remember. Who voiced her again? Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. Yes, that's why you yeah. had a crush Phoebe. on her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was my that was my hot uh, pastor was that droid, the uh, hot priest. Yeah, You're yeah. all over the place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when they uh, when they were, were asked about the scene where L three jokes about Lando's flirtatiousness towards Han, uh, Lawrence Kasdan said that's her personality, and maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't, which feels like a oh we'll let, we'll let y'all decide. Um, but then co-writer uh, Jonathan Kasdan confirmed that Lando is pansexual, stating there is a fluidity to Donald and Billy we- uh, Billy D's portrayal to Lando's sexuality. I would have loved to have gotten a more explicitly LGBT character into this movie i think it's time certainly for that and i love the fluidity sort of the spectrum of sexuality that donald appeals to and that droids are a part of he doesn't make a fi- uh, any hard fast rules like that tracks for me totally because like there's like if you remember from doctor who jack harkness who's by there's something about that like that is like the real like smuggler who is like mm-hmm. not only good at like flirting with m- women but also men like there is no one that this person can't charm and that and that is there's that's like super cool also it's great representation yeah and what's super cool is that uh billy d williams you know came out as being gender fluid and i just think it's so such a a great time for nerds and people that look up to these characters to be able to have these conversations and honestly just have it be the thing that iffy and i talk about a lot with these sci-fi with anything that's fictional it's like why can't it just why does it have yeah. to be stuck to our archaic you know rules and things that we like it just doesn't make sense it's kind of like my argument with game of thrones where people are like well it's just more like why there's not a lot of people of color they're like it's just more um fa- historic i'm like there's dragons yeah there's there's it's well, not historical it's not, time it's not a real it's yeah. not a real historical and time then, furthermore that is a, <laughs> a we've went I, I always have to go down this uh this tangent that is a bs excuse that is not true once again check out the page mythical uh medieval poc that will show you paintings from medieval times featuring 
people of color, not just as slaves or servants, but in noble roles, because that is true. There has been a clear white erasure in history and educate yourself because the art proves it because the arts were selfies that they took back then. <laughs> you know, they weren't just making it up. They were not pulling it out of their butts. They're like, oh, we're just going to make them black. No, it's they're seeing these people in as nobles in these times. And the erasure has led you to believe it. Like, Come on now. Well, are, also, are you telling me that my grandmother's painting of Jesus is not accurate? <laughs> also, no, that one is the one that is accurate. Things, That's the one. What okay. I was going to say that people, I feel the people that have been down with us for like years have to hear this constantly, but our new new followers is always good for them to know. But also, even when I look at like Grecian urns and they're like totally like, I can't say what I want to say. They're totally banging each other and whatnot. They're just like more, you know, and so for me, the conversation that I see often on these forums is with these with these films and including with Rise of Skywalker and uh, and The Last Jedi is, well, they're shoving it in our face or they're shoving it down our throats. And I'm like, no, that's actually just how the world is. It's just we've been we've been really complicit slash like used to a certain type of media, a certain type of character that's heterosexual or whatever this particular color but it's actually just the rest of the world and especially if they're in this sci-fi there's no reason that they wouldn't have that it wouldn't be as diverse or even more diverse to be honest than our view of the world so it says it says a lot if, if you hear the idea and john kasdan did get some heat too by the way when he said that because a lot of were like well you, you're saying it now it's not in the movie and i unfortunately there might be some real world reasons why the 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 kiss and rise of skywalker is easily edited out that's uh you know probably for for markets and that's not the answer we want to hear but that's yeah. why you know th yeah. that's where we're at right now i also i sometimes say the first step sometimes a leaf leap sometimes it's a shuffle but hey at least we got a step you know then there's bigger conversation having that but particularly with lando there was obviously going to be oh, how dare you make my lando uh <laughs> like a man and i'm like but like you just said if if i said lando's going to have sex with that four-armed uh right. elephant alien or something that we're going to create in the movie you'd be like well yeah lando gets around but because we're like hey he he might 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 like Han. You're like, and it's just like, come on. And plus, you're in a crowded theater. Someone in that theater's got a different view than you. No, that's and true. a different experience. Welcome to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, one one final thing I wanted to say about Solo, about the mm. film, with Donald Glover joining it, he said on the advice he received from Billy D. Williams, he said, quote, just be charming, which was perfect. Mm. It, that's it. it yeah. He said it really made it super simplified with playing a character that's already established. That's mm. true. Uh, there's a fear of overthinking and comparing yourself to be able to just go mm. be charming. It's really helpful, actually. I love too. You mentioned that there's that shot that leaked out around that time of he, uh, Donald Glover, and Billy D. Williams like having lunch, and it was like, "There's the two coolest people in the galaxy ever," right. <laughs> and they're just sitting there chilling, talking about Lando. Love I would it. have loved to have heard that conversation. Well, and I'm sure that Donald Glover never expected to be, you know, same with how he's influenced right. the Spider-Verse. It's mm -hmm. like he never probably intended to, and now he's changed the lives of so many people. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take a really quick break, and then we're going to hop more into Lando Calrissian right after this. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, all right, and welcome back to Nerdificent. Today, we're talking Lando. I got Danny Fernandez across from me, and to my right, Kidnap Zock. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is Ooh, fun. You guys got a great setup, a great show, good vibe, grape mm. juice for me. Yeah, I know. You got, you got the good vibes. I, you know, I can't let this episode in without talking about your <laughs> ATAT shirt. It's right, right. done in the style of ACDC and your Lando pin. Uh, Lando pins is my friends at Black Series Rebels, Steve and Alex, and they put out these yeah. uh, unlicensed but... Love it. People at Lucasfilm love them pens, so oh, they're yeah. safe. Uh, and they put this one out around the time of Solo. It's it's because uh, it's, it's a parody toy. It's called Land, Landino. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Sounds like he's in Greece or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, did you see, I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted, I was watching... I was watching the NFL. I was watching a football game and they have a little pin that looks just like Lando. I literally took a picture and I tweeted it. I'm like this straight up. I thought this was a Lando Calvary. And I'm like, that's so dope. They're just letting them wear whatever they want now. But I guess it's a, it's an award. I'll have to find it because then I later, of course, Mark Ellis was like, this is a blah, blah, blah award. But, um, I'll show it to you and you'll be like, that looks like Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Anyways, Iffy, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, Please it's all continue good. with our yeah. Lando discussion. Yeah, so I think now's a good time to talk about the future. Like, yeah. I know, I know, you know, people are like, well, you know, it it, it ended with Rise. That was the close. But we also have the Obi-Wan series. Uh, or it's going to be a series, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Obi-Wan series. series coming out. So I think they're not done telling stories connected to it but i think the trilogy as we know it is done and anything we see will probably be stories connected and probably further after maybe even further before who Mm. knows Mm. but uh yeah i think there's a lot of ground to touch i mean like we said the planet that he's from Mm. we don't even see or really hear that much of so i mean that alone would be interesting 
there's a, a lot of room to go with the character in the past. You know, going forward, I'm sure Billy D would do it for to oh, the yeah. end of his days. If you want to do a limited series, uh, you know, Old Man Lando, I'm yeah. sure he'd oh be my all over that. Oh, uh, there's some, I think, some poignant stuff at the end with him and Jana and uh, Naomi Aki's character. And 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 there's, it's strongly hinted. I think they were going to go with that was his daughter. They decided not to. Might have been too much. One bit more of story information in an yeah. already crowded film. I thought it was a pretty pow- powerful, poignant moment of, of just discovery. Um, this character who had been taken against her will to serve in an army uh, and broke free of that. And she doesn't know herself. And, and here's Lando, who's been spending a, a galaxy discovering who he is. I thought it was a pretty powerful moment. So you could go forward. But I think you could go back. Uh, like I mentioned, Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. Uh, it deals a lot with him. There's a couple comics. There's a younger Lando comic based around Donald Glover, uh, his version of Lando that goes right up into Solo. And there's one, a five-issue series. Uh, I think there's a lot. I think him going around the galaxy with Luke Skywalker, as he hinted at in Rise of Skywalker. You tell me you wouldn't want to see like an animated series. Oh, yeah. Voiced by Billy D. Mark, right. Mark Hamill. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people talk about the de-aging technology. I don't know if you did that, of course. Yeah, yeah do the movie, Irishman, but, but yeah. with... Uh... <laughs> there's a lot, wow. lot there. And young. And, and the idea of... I don't know. It's tough to say what some of the performers, uh, what the relationship is with the franchise right now after they're in it. It seems like right now Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley are like, we're good. We're good for a bit. Yeah. Thank you. We're good. Uh, We'll see. But, uh, you know, Harrison Ford was like, let me out. And now he came back uh, and and came back in a great way. So who knows? Don Glover, I don't know. I don't get the feeling either way that he hates or hates it or regrets it. I think he liked it, would love to do it again. I wonder if he would do like a Disney Plus series, kind of like you, yeah. what you were talking It'd about. Be if great. It... And just do a four, four episode limited run. Yeah. Yeah. Lando out and about in the galaxy and something. I mean, people would love The Mandalorian it. is really good. I'm very biased, yeah. but it's really good. How much, how much money are they putting in that per episode? Uh, I don't know exact it's numbers. It's like millions. It is. I'll tell you that's, I'll tell you a secret. Favreau did not get as much as he wanted. Really? So in the second season, maybe he'll get what he wanted. Ooh. What do you mean? Like, like he asked, they asked for a lot. They asked for like Game of Thrones type, and they were like, yeah, you're going to get a lot, but we'll see. And so I think the first season- Oh, because it's so successful. Yeah. I think now he's playing with house money. Back in the day, like uh, now everyone's talking about how- uh, T- television is like what's what's mm-hmm. the thing now you mm-hmm. know it was movies but a lot of people are moving even the movies are now on on the streaming platforms right. and that's like what's being nominated so back in the day i would say like no he should they should have a lando movie which absolutely they should but i really think that he could do a series and that would crush like he's such an interesting performer right don glover so imagine what he could do with this character oh yeah for episodes six episodes it's all that's all i need G- give me eight ten twenty two like the old days but uh story you mentioned it. storytelling has changed and how we as an audience consume it so the kenobi series which was it's, it's still gonna happen and mm-hmm. all the stuff about delay don't worry about that stuff too much uh it was gonna be a movie it was gonna be this and i'm glad i i i, I can't believe i'm saying it as a longtime star wars fan I'm glad it's going to be a TV series, not a movie, because then less pressure on it. Right. I can yes. go to a movie and I don't have to go to a movie theater and hear people behind me going, Star Wars, stupid. Uh, and I get into <laughs> fights. Uh, I can just enjoy it at home in my sweatpants like most of my life. So if they were to do that with Lando, you could really just explore the character, have fun, introduce some things, maybe really put some of those concepts of uh, uh, Lando's dating life down on paper and put it on screen and really kind of do that. Hey, it'd be good. We'll see. I think a lot of it 
Mandalorian's been a home run. Uh, we'll see what the other two, Cassian and and uh, Kenobi, do. And they'll be good. Wait, when is Cassian coming out? I th- heard there's some rumors finally of the release date. I think we're looking at some point in 2021. I think Mando, Mando season two will be out before those. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you got, um, you know, Diego Luna leading that one, and that's going to be great. Ooh. I wanted to circle back, and the pin that I was talking about mm-hmm. is the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And you can't tell oh, me that Walter. doesn't look like a Lando pin. Well, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> if yeah, he does, does that, yeah, yeah. There's this. I mean, I grew up. Isn't that funny. In the I grew up in the '80s. M- me so old, but I would say in a weird way, Walter Payton and Billy D give off some of the same old <laughs> vibes and just like cool, smooth, and and uh, someone you admire too. Walt, Walter Payton, who did pass away. I mean. On and off the field, well respected. So, yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm still when I see them wearing it, when I see Drew Brees with mm-hmm. it, I'm just gonna be like, no, that's it. that's exactly what it is. It's a Billy D. Williams pen. It's a Billy D. Williams pen. Um, yeah. We all need just Billy D. Williams pens. And I'm glad he's got this second go around. I'm just glad he got this second uh, w- uh, gust of uh, Lando love. He deserves it. Iffy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling juiced up on some Lando energy. <laughs> Might go uh, look up pics of a droid tonight. Wow. You know? It works. It works. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I need to go rewatch Solo. It was solid. But yeah, they, they have the skins for... It was funny because in Battlefront 2, they have the skins for young Lando as Donald and Solo, mm. the actor. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep it Harrison Ford. Yeah, so yeah. Keep yeah. It yeah, I'll change it to Glover, but I'm keeping Harrison <laughs> Ford. I lo- yeah, I, lo- I love too that Billy, he voiced him in Rebels. He voiced him in the in the game. Yeah. He yeah. has a lot of pride and, and ownership in that character, as he should, but uh, it's good to see. Yeah. Good to see. You know, same with Anthony Daniels with C-3PO, but he'll he'll voice 3PO. If you called Anthony Daniels right now, he'd do 3PO's voice for five bucks, so, <laughs> and as he should. But I think we've gushed about him. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you for having for me. Drop, where can people find you? Hey, if you want to follow me, uh, you can go to at Catnapsock across all social media platforms. You've got a Catnapsock.com. If you want to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars, is audiobook version. It's available on Amazon as well. Uh, the version in German now, I found out recently. Whoa. And I got some comedy dates. Coming up, I think we've locked in one with the aforementioned Mark Ellis in Las Vegas, mm. uh, March 6th. So I'm saving up my quarters to play the nickel slots. So follow me and we'll uh, go on some adventures together. Mm. I am actually tonight, if you're listening to this and you're in L.A. and it's somewhat in the morning slash it's before 7 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. I'm uh, on a podcast with Mark Bernardin. We're doing it live. It's Black Man Beyond and it is at Scum and Villainy Cantina, no less. Mm. Star Wars. I don't know what we're talking about, but um, you can get tickets and you can go tonight unless this is currently nighttime and then it is happening currently right now. I'm also what? Sorry. I recommend the tater tots. Oh, really? Good tots. I have a side uh, funny story. I'm going to say really quickly is that our friend Nick Ross was uh, stayed with me. He's from Canada, and the Federal Bar, which is a bar here in LA, it's great. They have great tater tots as well. They have sweet potato tater tots, but they serve them with maple syrup. And so they set the tater tots down in front of him, and he has again a Canadian accent. And then they take this thing of maple syrup and they just dump it all over. And I was like, oh my gosh! I thought they did it because of him. 
like, hey, well, what, welcome. Oh, you betcha. Wel- yeah, welcome yeah. to America, eh? <laughs> Anyways, it was really funny. Um, I just love that. I hope, I, And I wanted every restaurant to do that to him, just like put his steak down and then take out maple syrup and just pour it all over. Uh, Ify, where can everyone catch you? You can catch me, uh, you know, like I said, from now on, weeknights on Twitch. Uh, check me out, Super Punch. Uh, but also, Ify Wadi Way on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on my own personal Twitch, the Discord is discord.gg forward slash salt squad, where we're keeping the convo going and BitKing is eating weird burritos. But like we always say, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.